great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Within now just a matter of hours, George Santos will be sworn into Congress. But now he faces a probe outside of the United States to go with the investigations by federal and local prosecutors into the Long Island representative-elect. According to the New York Times, Brazilian prosecutors are looking into restarting a fraud case against Santos and will seek a formal response from him to charges that stem from a 2008 incident tied to a stolen checkbook. If convicted, it could carry up to five years in prison in Brazil. There are times when a sports story is bigger than sports, and tonight is one of them. Devastating and heartbreaking. Buffalo Bills defensive back DeMar Hamlin is in critical condition right now after collapsing on the field. The NFL postponed the Monday night football game. Hamlin collapsed on the field during the first quarter of the matchup between the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals. The defensive back was administered CPR on the field before being taken to a local hospital where, again, he is in critical condition. Hamlin collapsed after attempting to get up following a tackle on Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. Hamlin appeared to lay motionless on the field after falling backwards. Following the injury, the game was suspended for 21 minutes. Players from both teams then walked off the field. The game was later postponed. It is very emotional at this hour right now as we speak in the world of sports, in the professional world of sports. I want you to listen to this. CNN... Anderson Cooper, and then in just a moment, I'm going to talk to our sports guy, Ken Connolly, but Anderson Cooper chatting with uh, their sports person, Corey uh, Wire, who played in the NFL, and I want you to listen to the emotion in his voice, the former Buffalo Bills player discussing what is still an ongoing story as we speak right now. Joining us now is CNN sports anchor Coy Wire. He played nine seasons in the NFL, six for the Bills. Um, Coy, obviously we, we don't know what has gone on exactly. It looked like Hamlin was able to actually stand up after the hit, and then he collapsed on the ground, though it wasn't seen from that angle. But there's another camera that shows him actually collapsing. Yeah, I've never seen a response from a hit like that, Anderson, uh, there wouldn't, didn't seem to be any direct hit to the head or neck area. He, his head didn't even look like it got jostled all that much. Um, so I can't assume what type of injury this might be. Um, I'm worked up right now. I feel a lot of flashbacks. You know, I had multiple concussions in my nine years in the NFL where I didn't remember anything sometimes till the next day. Mm. Um, I also have a titanium plate and four screws in my neck from my time with the Buffalo Bills. But I think more than that, I was on the field 
two other times when other players were seriously hurt. One time when I was in college playing for Stanford, we were playing against the Washington Huskies and their safety came up to make a hit, much like DeMar. And um, he got paralyzed from the waist down. And then when I played for the Buffalo Bills, my teammate, Kevin Everett, we were covering a kickoff together and uh, he got paralyzed. So seeing those scenes, you know, kind of brings that back. Yeah. Um, trying to keep my composure for you because I think it's important that we send prayers, think about more, think about his family. I'm so proud that the NFL has suspended the game. Um, because I think maybe 10 years ago that might not have happened, Anderson. But yeah. what, with what we know, this, the importance placed on player safety nowadays, um, they stop the game. I think that's progress. And this is an ongoing situation as we speak. Joining us right now for the very latest, our sports guy, Ken Connolly. Good morning to you, Ken. It's unbelievable what happened at the game. Any additional information? Good morning, Dom. Yeah, I mean, this is like something that we've never seen before. Uh, Fox 19 Cincinnati reported that he is he has been intubated and he is in critical condition, but the hospital that he is at, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, said that they have no further update on Hamlin. His agent also came out and said that just continue to pray. There is no update at this time, and they do not know if what time there will be one tomorrow. But this is just a really scary thing, Dom. And this is a this is a guy who not only is a really good player, drafted in 2021 of the sixth round for for the Bills, but this is a guy who's a great individual. He has a foundation called the Chasing M's Foundation that he started back in 2020 in his hometown of Pittsburgh, and he's raised over a million dollars for the community. So this is somebody that's a really great guy, and this is larger than football, like you said earlier. It It is, and uh, th- there is a, a real possibility, and, and we're hoping and praying for the best, but there's a possibility this pro athlete could lose his life. 100%, Dom. We've only seen that once in the illustrious history of the NFL. It happened back in 1971. Wide receiver for the Lions by the name of Chuck Hughes. He actually collapsed on the field, suffered a heart attack, and died on the field. So that's the only known time that it's happened. So that would just be absolutely stunning. Is it progress, in your opinion, that tonight the NFL stopped the game? 100%. I mean, if they continued this game, Dom, they continued it back in 1971. So, you know, I guess you could definitely call that progress. But the fact that they took, you know, so long speculating what to do, I mean, obviously you don't know the guy's condition, but it was obviously Bill's players, like you said, were crying on the field. The head coach was crying. Like, this was no joke, Dom. So I think they should have just immediately said, all right, let's postpone this thing. But, I mean, hey, at least they did it in the end. In the end. Any additional information before we move on, Ken? I mean, this is devastating news that played out with Troy Aikman and his broadcast partner on live national television uh, just a short time ago. Not at this time, Dom. The specifics of the injury are unknown. Okay. Ken Connolly, thank you. Uh, During the course of this hour, any additional information, Ken will be bringing it to us live. Thank you very much, Ken Connolly. And if you are just joining us, as I said at the top of the program, and we are about to start taking your telephone calls, we'll update you on the other stories that we're covering this morning. But breaking news as it relates to sports, and it's much bigger than sports this morning, on live in fact, international television between a very com- two competitive teams in the NFL, a Buffalo Bills defensive back, Damar Hamlin, as we speak, is in critical condition in Cincinnati after collapsing, literally collapsing on the field. The NFL was forced to postpone uh, the game and um, – He collapsed after attempting to get up following a tackle on uh, the Bengals' wide receiver, uh, T. Higgins, and Hamlin appeared to lay motionless completely on the field after falling backwards. It is a very, very sad situation, and in the world of professional sports in this country, around many different leagues, 
very, very emotional this morning. We're going to get to Congressman-elect George Santos due to be sworn in today, and now an additional investigation. Plus, we will update you on the situation uh, the situation as it relates to the attack, the attack on the three NYPD officers uh, by the 19-year-old that was radicalized uh, Islamic uh, issues uh, with the machete. Thank God the officers have been released their home. Uh, one had a fractured skull. Uh, another was stabbed. Uh, one of the officers, he, he left the police academy just Friday. And this is what happened as they were uh, on New Year's Eve patrol shortly before before the ball dropped. Let's start with your telephone calls, folks. Let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I am with you, Dom. You know, you're standing up and you've done triple-double duty you are amazing. We're so grateful that you've been with us. And, you know, I am just like, uh, I'm not like the biggest, like, uh, pro football fan, but this individual, Hamlin, I think his last name yes. is, yes. he's only 24 years old. And I was just very moved because uh, Rita had um, Dr. Maria on, and, and she said that that it was very um, critical that they got um, the uh, player quickly on a defibrillator versus like CPR would not have kept him alive. Um, so that he is, you know, you know, got a fighting chance, but that, you know, 24 years old and that he was apparently just, you know, had so many great qualities. Um, and, you know, we don't even really know like the full, reason um you know that that this like transpired it's very unusual it's very unusual but but these things can happen susan and and what what i'm thinking about is that uh his mother happened to be at the game in cincinnati so imagine how she's feeling right now she was seen uh, leaving the stadium with the young man that he had the collision with. Imagine how he feels, the wide receiver, the, the person that was catching the ball. Imagine how he feels. Uh, and and, and it, was, it was nothing uh, that appeared spectacular about the hit or, or, or hard, devastating. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a freak of nature, but there is a real possibility, and we're hoping for the best, we're praying for the best, there's a real possibility that this young man may not make it. The doctors are trying their best. And um, the, the good news is that uh, the medical staffs of each professional team came out to uh, help take care of him. And, and the players were devastated on an emotional level. So there was no, no conceivable way that this game could uh, continue uh, this morning, thank you for the uh, for the uh, the call this morning, Susan Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Let's stay in Brooklyn. Let's go to John. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Two things, and I'll I'll, I'll be quick about about it. Uh, Santos has a serious charge that he's facing in Brazil. He claims that he didn't commit any crimes. Uh, I think this raises the uh, stakes with the uh, check fraud issue. No yeah. doubt about it. it. It's Sadly, it's to the point uh, where we can't believe a word out of Mr. Santos' mouth. I mean, it, it, it's clear that he has been um, apparently lying for many, many years. And uh, I will continue to say I wish the best for him personally. I really do. This is not going to end well. He, in, in just a matter of hours, John, he will in all likelihood probably be sworn in, uh, and then we'll see what happens after that. But he is now facing uh, the congressman-elect for investigations. There is no way, he, he, there's no conceivable way that he's going to survive this. None. You said you had two points. That was one. Okay. 
Secondly, I'm concerned about Islamic radicalization. And we all I'm are. Not, I am not talking just about the Times Square assailant, but several months ago, as you will recall, in Chautauqua, New York, at a literary event, Salman Rushdie had been stalked and was attacked by a New Jersey is uh, yes, we got one. the point. We got the point. Go ahead. Uh, I what I want to say quickly is that we should not denigrate our Muslim American neighbors for these wanton acts of violence. This is not reflective of Islam. I've told you privately. I have a famous relative who is a noted. Muslim American. Uh, I'm very proud of his service in our armed forces. And I'm also very proud of the service of Muslim Americans who still serve in our armed forces and in the NYPD and the FDNY, for example. So we have to be careful before we start accusing all Muslims for these random acts of violence. Fair enough. Fair enough, John, calling from Brooklyn this morning. Thank you uh, for the call. Let's go to uh, to Robbie. Robbie calling from Jersey City, New Jersey this morning. Good morning, Robbie. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I'm calling in referral to the accident with the football player. He's such a young man. And as I was telling your screener, I, I guess the NFL will go on. I hope that we can change the rules a little bit, but it's a multi-billion-dollar business, and I don't know what's going to happen as far as, like, can we do better uh, helmets, better equipment? Because I think when I saw the game, it was a legal hit. It wasn't a cheap shot, so it wasn't spearing. It wasn't things like that. So I'm just hoping they can uh, modernize the equipment better, especially the helmets, so when they take the blows, it can deflect the the force of the blow. Right. I I, 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 he, I hear you, Robbie, but I don't think, and I'm not a doctor and I'm not an expert when it comes to NFL equipment, but there, as you know, I'm sure you know, there's been modifications to the helmet during the preseason. You saw uh, selected players uh, based on their position wearing the extra padding or on their uh, helmet, but this is something to do with the young man's uh, uh, chest, his apparently his heart. Um, you know, what, what, what happened during my day that I can remember, uh, Daryl Stingley, who was one of the best um, hitters, uh, also a defensive back. And, uh, well, I think, well, I'm not sure. No, I think he was a receiver. Excuse me. Ken Connolly can correct me. But he ended up, um, uh, I think it was Daryl Stingley that was paralyzed and, um and, you know, and we, we haven't seen something like this since then. And that was going back uh, uh, many, many years. But this young man is apparently fighting for his life as we speak, Robbie. Right, right. Well, I didn't mean to be off tone. It's just that. Uh, no, no, I, you're not. You're not off tone. You're not. You're not off on tone. You're not off tone, Robbie. And All I, of us are shocked. Dominic, because I used to play hard. When I was the fullback, and when you go through the hole, I have to block for the halfback, so I have to hit the linebacker. He's hitting me right. at the same time. We're crashing, right. and the halfback will pull off and make his move. But right. uh, our prayers, we'll be praying. I'll be praying from this evening that him and his family and all the football players can get together and in unity and uh, through prayer make this happen for this young man because it'll yes. be a, a tragedy. You know, like you mentioned earlier, the family must be going nuts right now. So thank you, for Dominic. For his mother to be concern. there. Thank you, Robbie, for the call. For his mother to be there at the stadium and oh. to see her baby uh, who, who who came from her body. And she, yes, and 24 years old. And she raised, and and he, he, he did the impossible. Folks, I don't yeah. think we, we stop and think. Thank you for the call, Robbie. I don't think we stop and think about how hard it is to make it to the NFL, to make it to the NBA, to make it to Major League Baseball. When I say your chances are one in a million, I think they're actually uh, smaller than that. And yet this young man made it, and he's playing on national TV, and we don't know if it's fate or something in his body, but but he collapsed.
and um, and they had to perform CPR uh, several times right there on the field to save his life. They stopped the game for 21 minutes and then ultimately called the Monday night game and the teams, um, you know, the game, the game is, uh, has been postponed. And so we're talking about that. We're dealing with the situation of the stabbing, the stabbings of, uh, the three NYPD officers by the 19 year old from Maine. Uh, we're also dealing with Congressman elect George Santos, uh, who's now under investigation. He'll be sworn in in just a matter of hours, but he's now under investigation for some type of, um, situation uh, with a checkbook in terms of a stolen checkbook if convicted in that invest investigation prosecutors in brazil say they're going forward against santos if he's convicted in that one alone that's up to five years in prison in brazil and he's facing three investigations here in the united states we are um taking your telephone calls on all of these topics. Let's go to uh, Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I'd like to talk about the cops, but I want to mention something about the football player. Jack Tatum was the one that paralyzed Daryl Stingley. And afterwards, he came out with a book. He came out with a book called They Call Me Assassin. So I don't think that would be tolerated today because I was very – Outraged back then, I said, "How could somebody, you know, brag about something like that?" But it was, well, but, 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 but I, but I don't, okay. I don't think. But wait, 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 wait. I, I don't. He wasn't bragging. He was telling the truth. Uh, Jack Tatum was known at that time a defensive back. And thank you for for jarring my recollection of of, of uh, football when I was growing up. Jack Tatum to this day was one of the fiercest hitters in the NFL. So for him to refer to himself as an assassin, that's what he was. White receivers knew. I don't think he was bragging. I think he was simply telling the truth. He could back it up, Larry, but go ahead. Okay. All right. But anyway, let me just talk about the cops because we, we can't be on all night. Um, basically, Eric Adams was explaining uh, to an officer um, that this is his role to protect society. I'm saying, what? And then I hear that the, one of the officers was a rookie right out of the academy. Now, right. Okay. All, so wait, should, wait, 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 Larry. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. What, what you said? You're saying what? Why? Why are you saying what? Uh, officers' job. They do. That's why they're called heroes because they put their life on the line uh, for others. So, what part of that don't you understand? What part I don't understand is that he shouldn't have had a, an officer knows that. I was saying, why is he explaining it to that to them? And it's because it was a rookie. I, because then I found out it was a rookie, and he thought he probably needed it. He was he a young guy. So, 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 so you believe that the mayor of New York said that? Because I mean, come on, Larry, this is this is out there in ozone lane. You you believe that the mayor of New York said that because the officer is a rookie? Are you serious? Well, wait a bit. I heard he said it to one of the cops. So I'm just figuring out. He didn't say he didn't say it to the officer. He said it to the media. Larry, you gotta have your facts right on on something. Is is excuse me? I heard he he said it to one. He explained it to one of the officers, Eric Adams. That this is his role in society to protect. And he understood. That's what I heard. The cop understood. It must have been the rookie. But what I'm trying to say is this: a rookie should not have to uh, go through this because the FBI screwed up. This is totally outrageous. Wait, Larry, Larry, it's Larry. I don't know if you're going on speaker, but it's very hard to hear you. Uh, is, is something wrong with your phone? Are you going on a speaker? I, it's very hard to I'm hear not you on now. Speaker. I'm, I'm on the phone. You can't hear me? Now I hear you. Go ahead and quickly make right. your point, please. I'm saying the FBI doesn't have the backs of the NYPD officers is outrageous, and it does not, it does not justify any explanation uh, uh, by, by Eric Adams, other than to say that the Fed screwed up. Well, I, I would not. I'm not going to go as far. Thank you for the call, Larry. I'm not going to condemn the FBI. Uh, the fact of the matter is, it, when we're being honest about this, the FBI, just like uh, the NYPD, 
sure, in an ideal world, should should the NYPD have been notified of the possibility? Absolutely. But they're so short-staffed, the FBI, and so is the NYPD. Sure, we would have liked for for the NYPD to receive notice from the FBI about this young man. But remember, they, they deal with so many of these. They don't know which ones are serious, which ones are not. They don't have enough agents, clearly, to tell every individual that should be tailed. As simple as that. Thank you for the call, Larry. Let's go to Joe on Long Island. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? Hey, how are you, Dominic Carter? Happy New Year. Same to you and your family. uh, Go right ahead, please. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the shooting with those cops. Go right ahead, please. Immediately. Yeah, they need to make that, uh, you know, a a treason. Uh, They got to charge that guy with treason. And there's also, last week, there was another shooting, police shooting out in Long Island. And there were three cops. They got slashed in the neck. And there were two roommates fighting. And the guy tried to hit him with yes. a fire extinguisher. And they ended up yes. shooting. And a woman, a professor from Stony Brook University, said yes. they called out the cops and said that they were murderers. Right. They should denounce her immediately. Where, where is everybody from the politicians and uh, our church, the clergy? Well, where, where is everybody? Everybody's well, going to sleep behind the wheel. Well, I, I mean, I can understand the argument that she should be terminated from her job. But here's the problem. And I don't know her situation, the professor personally. But uh, in the world of academia, when you have tenure, uh, the, you all, you almost have a job for life. Now, I don't know if this professor is per diem. I haven't. I generally, when sometimes when people say something, Joe, that's so outrageous and stupid and ridiculous. That's why I didn't even mention it this morning. Because as far as I'm concerned, she's not worthy of our attention, this professor. Those cops were transported to the hospital with stab wounds. They were stabbed. They were called to that job. It's as simple as that. Every, every moron says, oh, no, the, 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 this was a wellness check call. How how could this escalate? It escalated because this nut attacked the officers with a knife. That's why it escalated. You can't get into the mind of someone that, that's uh, mentally unstable, and you want to attack the police officer. So, so Joe, as far as I, I'm, I was well aware of the criticism of this professor, but I, I you see I didn't mention it because she's out there in la-la land in terms of uh, her assessment. And, and that's just what the far left says in the Hollywood, the Hollywood crowd. Oh, well, on Dragnet, when, when, when it's a wellness check, it, it, it never amounts to any of this. They come, the police come, they knock on the door, they check on the individual, and then they leave. That's, that, that's, that, that's what the far left says. But we know the stuff can go left real fast in terms of something going wrong. And these officers responding to this call, they end up stabbed. And now this professor sitting in her classroom behind her podium has the nerve to criticize them. So, Joe, that's why I didn't focus on it, Joe, because this professor is ridiculous uh, I'm going to look into it and see if she has tenure. If she doesn't have tenure, if she's per diem, she needs to go because she should not be in a classroom. What do you think, Joe? Definitely 100%. I'm right behind you. And also that kid yesterday that stabbed them police officers, their family were all aware that he came to New York. Why wouldn't they pick up the phone? We got to start holding them accountable. Right, but Joe, they they did. They, the mother and the aunt did notify the FBI. That's how he ended on ended up on the watch list. Call the NYPD. I mean, okay, okay, but but Joe, see, here's the problem. This is not Hollywood. They don't know if he's simply going to New York to go to the ball. They don't. They, you know, in retrospect, we you know, Dominic, we you're all, right, hundred percent. This is not Hollywood. That's why some of these parents need to wake up. And start kicking okay. the ass, you know. Okay, well, the old hey, way. hey Joe, I appreciate your way. call. Thank you, thank you. Before I take a break, let's see what David in the Bronx has to say this morning. Good morning, David. 
Hey, good morning, Dominic. I'd actually like to talk about football if I could for a moment. Go ahead. Um, my, my nephew plays um, varsity football in high school, and I'll be honest, I was not happy when he decided that he will one day end up in the NFL because, like you said, the chances of that are extremely remote. And what a lot of people don't know is that there have been fatalities this year in high schools and in colleges that don't get reported because it's not the NFL. So this is a very dangerous sport. And I hope people just remember that because, you know, it's, it's a violent sport. There's the concussion issue and the dementia issue. And I know a lot of people enjoy it. I personally never have. But, you know, I don't – I feel funny because I want to support my nephew's dreams like I did with my niece. But I feel really conflicted about telling him that he should follow his dreams when it comes to football. And I think there's probably a lot of other parents or uncles and aunts out there who feel the same way that I do. I don't know how well, you they, would they, deal with one they, of your kids. Was- David, there are a lot of people that feel that way. And I, and I, I, I respect uh, what you're saying. But as someone who played high school football myself and uh, had a shot, at, a shot at playing on the uh, college level, but it didn't work out. But I, I would say let your nephew pursue his dreams. It is because football football teaches young men how to be a man through discipline. Yes, it is. It is. It is brutal. Uh, the injuries are part of the game. But football teaches you about life. It teaches you about overcoming obstacles it teaches you about being part of something that is bigger than you and so i say just my one humble opinion he's already playing football let him play the game but also explain to him let him pursue his dream maybe he's that one in a million that will make it to the nfl but explain to him what the odds are because the odds are it's not going to happen right and uh i agree with you about that and uh i'll just finish up with this you know, um, as a person who had my dreams crushed by a parent, I can I am very cautious about influencing in a negative way. So I'll do what you said because you know I I I know I come off as fervent on a lot of things, but in the end, I just want what's best for my family. And and if if that's what's best for my nephew, I I really do hope that he succeeds. I I just worry about him sometimes. So thank you, Dominic. And thank you for the call, David. Dominic Carter here with you folks here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano on the other side of midnight. We have got to take a break. When we come back, when we come back, more of your telephone calls. Talk Radio 77 WABC. One, two, make you want to... Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning live television tonight. Buffalo Bills defensive back, a young man by the name of DeMar Hamlin, is in critical condition fighting for his life after collapsing on the field. The NFL postponed the Monday night football game. We are talking about that. It is now officially Tuesday. It is the day that the new Congress will start in Washington, apparently including George Santos, the congressman-elect from Long Island, a small portion of Queens. Mr. Santos now, according to the New York Times, is also under investigation again, and this time the investigation is in Brazil over a stolen uh, checkbook, a 2008 incident. You may recall he said to our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, that he uh, does not have a, I believe the language was a criminal record, or he hasn't broken the laws in, uh, in, in America or Brazil, but that didn't completely answer the question. And so now the prosecutors in Brazil are going forward, And the fact of the matter is, Mr. Santos, and I I really do on a personal level wish him well, and I I really do hope that he gets the professional help that he clearly needs 
This man needs professional help. He's been lying for years, and now he's headed to Congress. And uh, if he's convicted in this Brazil uh, case, that's up to five years in prison. We are also discussing the attack, the horrible attack uh, of which uh, this young man was on the FBI's watch list uh, of the three, the machete attack of the three NYPD officers. Let's go to LQ in the Bronx. Good morning, LQ. What's on your mind? Uh, Happy New Year and good morning. Good morning. Um, No, just four things real fast. Uh, It's got to be fast. Go right ahead, please. No fear of the police. The parents of the perpetrator uh, notified the FBI. The lack of the follow-up possibly of the FBI, not because uh, they don't have enough personnel. And if the New York City police... Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. Let's pause. LQ, let's pause. How could you say that? If you don't have enough bodies, how can you get all of the responsibilities done? Possibly. We don't know for sure. We do know. We do know they don't have enough bodies to monitor that it's been talked about publicly uh, during the last year, that they cannot monitor everybody on the watch list. They don't have the resources. 850 IRS law enforcement being hired. Okay, okay, LQ. What do IRS agents have to do with the FBI? They law enforcement. No, come on. Are you serious right now, LQ? I have a lot of respect for you, but are you serious? You're talking. Can I finish the, the statement? No, no, Can you I can't. You can't because I want you to focus on what I'm saying to you. You're to, what does the IRS have to do in this case with the FBI? Uh, they have enough money to to hire law enforcement and a um the IRS. How come they can't hire more of FBI agents? Okay, so now that's a fair point. That's a fair point that more FBI agents should be hired, and and I agree with that. You and I are in agreement. So you say, can you continue? Go right ahead. Okay, had the po- they notified whatever the, the New York City police. Um, my thing is, if they they didn't know, if they didn't know about, if they knew about it, they didn't care about it because the right hand don't know what the left is doing. Okay, again, LQ, it's not fair to say that they didn't care. Uh, on on many of these recommendations that come down, more than half amount to nothing. So now the FBI has the issue of figuring out which ones are credible threats and which of these individuals are crazy enough to act on it. What does that have to do with not caring? That they should do better. And Dominic, Dominic is going to happen again in other states. Watch. Watch and see. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. And, and, and now going back to your original point, until they hire more agents, this is the reality of the world that we live in. Please uh, continue and wrap up, and then i got to move on. Uh, the police should have been, you know, the rookie police had better trained. I'm sorry. At least they shot him in the arm. They wouldn't have got to, got to me. Once they st- stabbed one, he would have been taken out. Okay, but, but see, they they, no but, they, but LQ, they LQ, there we, but LQ, there we go with the Hollywood. There we go with the Hollywood. He wouldn't have gotten to you. Come on, LQ. Someone walks walks up to you for hypothetical, and uh, as they do oftentimes during the day with the police, and ask you for directions, and next thing you know, they pull out a blade and swipe at you. You can't control that. Tom, it depends on the experience of the officer. I hear what you're saying, uh, Dominic, but I'm I'm sorry. um, Something should be done done better. Okay, thank you for the call. This this morning, LQ, you and I are not seeing eye to eye on this issue. I have a lot of respect for you, but but what you're saying to me is la la land. To be to be to be honest with you, but thank you, thank you for the telephone call, Baina in Brooklyn. Good morning. What's on your mind? Yes, it's Baina Patty. Uh, ha- Happy New Year. Happy um, New Year. You, you gotta. I'm on limited time. You gotta get to the yeah. point. Right. I wanted to I'll make it very brief because I know sometimes uh, medicine can seem boring to some people. Uh, there was a, a, a young man, a, a football player, and uh, he, he, he fell out. Uh, We've been talking now, about that all the entire program. What is your point, please? Okay. The point is 
it's very, very important that people don't go for a long time without sleep because your high blood pressure. Okay. I, 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 don't have, I don't have the patience for this right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. With all due respect, we have a young man fighting for his life, uh, passed out on the field, and sleep is important, but it's a very violent game of the NFL, and I just don't have the patience for this this morning. You have the entire world of sports, professional sports, all emotional because this young man may not make it. So thank you for the call, and I want you to have a great day, and, and we can chat another night. But on this night, now is just not the time for that. We're going to take a break. We see all of your calls from Staten Island to Manhattan to Media, Pennsylvania, Brooklyn, and Queens. When we come back, we're going to have our Carter Care segment and more of your telephone calls. Stay with us. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's Frank Bruno. FrankBrunoLaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Highlighting stories that hit close to home from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. And we are all praying for Buffalo Bills defensive back DeMar Hamlin in critical condition after collapsing on the field. The NFL postponed last night's Monday night football game. The Bills defensive back collapsed on the field during the first quarter of the game uh, between the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. The defensive back was administered CPR before being rushed via ambulance with sirens uh, to a local hospital. He is in critical condition as we speak. Hamlin collapsed after attempting to get up following a tackle on Bengals wide receiver uh, T. Higgins. Hamlin uh, appeared to lay motionless on the field after falling backwards. Following the injury, the game was suspended for 21 minutes. Players from both teams then walked off the field. The game was later postponed. We are taking your telephone calls this morning on a number of topics. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. Let's go to Dave in Media, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dolly. Thanks for taking my call. Good morning. I just want to – good morning. Uh, my comment of George Santos, I mean, what he did was despicable, dishonorable, and misleading. But when I compare it to what Joe Biden has got away with deceiving and selling himself to China, using his son as a bag man, and the number of things that we know he's been involved with, uh, you know, to me, what he did looks like playground mischief. Uh, I mean, I, I don't respect it, but okay. So wait, so you know, that's Santos be in Congress. I, I he has more right to be in Congress as Joe Biden to be president. I mean, if they want to be okay. an investigation, Dominic. You know, they, they look at the, how the FBI colluded with social media and the, and those CIA agents who wrote the spies that lie uh, to cover for Biden to make up to, to create the perception that the, uh, you know, uh, his son's uh, computer was you know, Russian disinformation. We all knew it's, it was authentic. I mean, those things to me are far more outrageous. I, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't respect what he did. But in comparison, try to put some perspective. No, I, what, I, I hear what, you, Dave. You, you've made your point. Yeah. But but so you would have no problem with Santos being your congressman. Uh, you know what? I, you know, I'll be have a problem depending on what he what he supports. I mean, I have to judge him. Okay. You know, but I, I don't okay. like it. I, I, well, let's put it this way, Dominic. They're gonna. You better believe that the the Biden administration is gonna try to cooperate every, every way they can to get him extradited to Brazil if there's any crime. Well, I mean, it doesn't take um, uh, a uh, seasoned journalist to figure out Mr. Santos is not going to make it. It's as simple as that. But, Dave, thank you for the telephone call. Really appreciate it. Steve in Manhattan, go right ahead, Steve. What's on your mind? 
All right, Big Dom, the Monday night football game with the Bill defensive back Hamlin. On that play, when he gets hit in the chest with the helmet, he's going down. As he's going down, there's a slight uh, rocking back of his head. Then he gets up, and of course, in a split second, if the other players are walking away, as they're walking away, he falls back, folks, on his back, and again, his head snaps back. The head snapping back twice is also the equivalent of like a knockout punch when your head snap back, smacks back that way. Now, luckily, they're in the, in the football stadium. They got the best paramedics, and right away, they put the CPR, they got him breathing and everything, and then they got him to the hospital. So the, the, the immediate uh, effects of the CPR, getting the airways open, and he's young and strong. I think he's going to pull through and quickly on the violence with the cops and everybody. Folks, since 1970, we've added Steve, 150 Steve, million Steve, let me ask you a question. When, when I take your calls, and I, and I enjoy doing so, why don't you just talk to me? It's like every time, I, it's like you feel like you're broadcasting the show and you're talking directly to the audience. You're supposed to be talking to me. No, I know that. I always say when I come so then on. Why, I so, then why, so then why do you constantly say, Folks, like like you're doing a broadcast. You you're not as as last as I know. You're not a broadcaster. <laughs> no, I'm not. But the thing is, I just I just want I, I don't want to get you upset about that. But we've no no. It's not it's not wait, wait, right. Steve. It's not going to get me upset. It's just right. something that you do that I've never understood. Right. You know what it is? It's like everybody has like a style of speaking. You're uh, you correct. Know, and I, you're correct. I do have a type of style of speaking. Uh, let's face it, Dom, we're speaking to the world on this station right now, and AMS, you know, goes all over the place. Now you got the computers. But we've added 150 million people since 1970. You know what that means, folks? That just means there's more lunatics. The far nuts. left. Here we go. You know, you <laughs> go know, ahead, The Steve. far left. Listen, go. the far left is giving us no bail, no go. jail. They're giving us big welfare problems. But we've had more more violent people in this country because we've added more people. That's the, the, that's just the ma- mathematics for you. But the, okay. the, you want to bring up the hard left? They're responsible okay. for a lot of the nonsense going on, most of it. I got you, Steve. Thank you for the call. So now I'm going to go from Manhattan to the Bronx and bring in Melvin. Now, Melvin, if you start talking fast and get excited, then I can't understand a word you're saying. So please keep it calm. And I just took your call, so go right ahead, please. About the football player who got hurt, Jim Brown, our chronologist, is very good in his book, Out of Bounds. Pro football is a business. People can get hurt. As far as high school players, they know every year eight to ten high school players going to die from injury suffer in high school football, and yet it's business. It's a multiple involvement in the United States and North America. I have nothing against it personally at all. I understand the concept. I also understand how these so-called professional sports got started when ownership was denied to my ancestors, and yet we go along as security business and the making of a profit. Okay. Thank you, Melvin, for the call. I, I don't have time to respond right now. Let's go to Joe in Manhattan. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? Hey there. Uh, listen, uh, regarding statistics, high school uh, players, right, uh, two, uh, one out of 4,000 make it to the uh, pro- professional football and college players, one out of 50. I thought that would be interesting to you uh, because you had brought it up. What, very, what, was, it, what it. was it again? What was it? How many, one, the, high school uh, uh, football players, one out of 4,000 make it, and college uh, players, uh, uh, one out of 50 make it. Okay, I, I don't buy those numbers. Wait, team. wait, wait, Joe, I don't buy those numbers. We, I think it's, I think it's one out of every 12,000 high school football players. But where are you getting those numbers, those stats from? I did research, and I had uh, found this out 10, 15, 20 years ago because I was okay. interested. Then I went back and did research after research, and it came up uh, 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 two uh, out of 8,000, okay. but I'm making okay, it got it, Joe. one out Thank of 4,000. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't buy those stats. Thank you, Joe. It's much harder than that to get into the uh, into the – NFL or pro sports, and I am so glad to be saying this, what I'm about to say right now. Coming up <laughs> in just a minute, it's Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Hello, sir. Hello, Dominic. I tell you, you did such a good job. They, people didn't want me to come back. They wanted no. to hear you for a couple more hours. No, 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 no. It is, it is very hard to step into your shoes. Ooh. 
Very, very, very. Uh, oh, well, I appreciate that. I did hear a good uh, portion of uh, what you and Curtis did the last couple of days. You did a great job. And I know, and I don't know how you're still standing. I was listening uh, yesterday afternoon. You were filling in. You've been doing overnights. You've been doing your existing show, the podcast, these short form commentaries you do. You're all over the place. So uh, my compliments, but uh, I'm in awe, quite frankly. Well, we're glad that you are back because your show is your show and no one can do the other side of midnight, and I mean no one. Well, thank the you. Way, the way that you do. So what do you have coming up, my friend? Well, we're going to uh, delve into this uh, situation that uh, that you've been covering with respect to uh, DeMar Hamlin. Obviously, it's a, uh, a frightening situation, and this is not an isolated incident when it comes to tackle football. We've seen this not only happen in professional and collegiate football, but we've seen in things like this happen at the high school level. And we've seen uh, a movement away from f- tackle football, including by the National Football League. So we're going to look at whether or not this uh, situation, obviously we're going to monitor what's happening with Damar Hamlin because his health is of paramount concern. But we're going to look at whether this situation makes it uh, makes it more likely that tackle football could have a shelf life one day. And uh, I'll uh, share some stories that I think are interesting, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about Pope Benedict XVI's legacy and a bunch of other things as well. And uh, Cardinal Dolan um, uh, is is uh, is there uh, for the funeral, correct? I saw that. That's right. I learned that from you yesterday afternoon on one of the 19 shows that you filled in <laughs> on yesterday. <laughs> Buddy, we are so glad that you are back, folks. Uh, one of the best shows in radio is coming up right now. That is Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. Happy you New want to Year, keep Dominic. It right there. It's good to Happy be back. New Year to you, Frank, to your wife, Rachel, to your child, Carmine. I am so glad that you are back in your chair where you belong. Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight, is coming up right after Alex Barnard and News Headlines. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.